Hello everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman, and I'm a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into three phases of identity through our adult life, and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Now, regardless of what cycle of life you fall into, whether you are from the age of 24 to 32, 32 to 40, or 40 to 50 plus, here at Femaling, I will be talking to you about the real struggles we all face and secretly struggle with. Through honest conversation, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself, and be yourself. So let the femaling adventure begin. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Femaling. I'm incredibly excited by our topic today, which is work-life balance and how we can get a better work-life balance. And let's face it, that's an incredibly important part of our modern day culture and society and it's pretty screwed up in my opinion. So I have asked the incredible guest, Katie Friedman, to join me today for this episode. Katie is the founder of the incredible Facebook group, which has exploded into 22,000 people, and it's called Flexible Working for People Like Me. Katie is an absolute pioneer for flexible working, and I believe that she is really trying to change the corporate world in how we can have a better work-life balance and how we can enjoy our life a bit more through work and through play and through everything else. So Katie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, You also said just before we jumped on that you've set up a company called Frankly Flexible, which is social hiring, connecting people to businesses and businesses to people. Sounds amazing. Yeah, so that's kind of a development that's come out of the group. Um, So the group is all about community and connecting people Um, around a common challenge, I suppose, which is about finding work-life balance and finding flexible work. Um, Frankly, flexible is more about sort of the job side of it. So a lot of these people in the group want to find work-life balance, want to find a job where they can actually work flexibly. So Frankly, flexible is all about connecting corporates and businesses to the people in the group and to the people in the group, connecting them to businesses. And honouring that that central piece which is to have the work like a flexible work exactly so the core of that whole piece is around flexible working so I don't talk to any businesses unless that conversation mm. can be had and if that conversation can't be had in an open kind of authentic way then I don't work with people oh that's amazing so I'm so curious to know how you got into this um, and what inspired you to start really getting your voice on for flexible working So I think a lot of these types of businesses or communities stem from kind of your own personal experiences. Um, I agree. And Flexible Working for People Like Me actually started as a group called Flexible Working for Mums Like Me. Um, And that was about a year and a half ago. Uh, I had, well, I'll track back a bit just to tell you a little bit about what I was doing. So... I was working for years and years in corporate. Um, I was working for Microsoft Advertising when I was kind of at the height of my career. Um, And I was marketing director there and I was travelling the world and I was in Can Lion at the advertising festival. It's funny how you just said at the height of your career, but I'm going to circle back. Oh yeah, that's interesting, because I'm not now. (laughs) No, but I believe that you are, but we'll we'll get back to that. So at the height of my corporate career, that's a really good point actually. you know, so I was travelling around, managing teams, um, and then I went off, well, I went and had children. So seven years ago, I had my daughter, Jessica, and then since Jack. Um, but actually, that was a really transformational period. 
because when I went back after I'd had the kids, after I'd had Jessica... Back to Microsoft. Back to Microsoft. Yeah. Actually, my role was no longer in existence, and oh, I took uh, redundancy at that point. Right. And that was really the pivotal point in my, in my career, where I was like, oh, I've been working for years and years and years, yeah. and I've built up to this certain point, and now I don't have a job, and now I've got a child, yeah. um, and I don't, I, I don't know how to make that work. So um, whole identity has shifted, right? Well, I think anyone, any any mum would say that you can't just become a mum and nothing change. Like, there's a fundamental <laughs> shift in your yeah. being. Even in your um, boobs. Even in your boobs. <laughs> there is a fundamental shift in everything. Yes, um, yes. And then, you know, I didn't... And even if I'd got the job and gone back and the job was there, I wasn't even sure I wanted it anymore. Because I don't, I don't know if I was that person anymore. I just suddenly yeah. thought... Do I want that? What do I want? This you know, you go through. Yeah. yeah. What, what do I? What do I really want? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and I think that's a really big question. I think a lot of women and men go through that because you get to that point, don't you, in your career where you're like, "Where am I going with all of this? Yeah. Is that who I am? Is that who I was? Where am I going? What do I want to do?" So I didn't go back to that, and then I went through a really difficult phase, I suppose, in my life where, on the one hand, I was embracing motherhood and kind of getting to know my daughter and what that meant I was a bit terrified because that's a whole new kind of life and job in itself um so really terrified let's be honest it's harder than Microsoft it was actually I mean at least at Microsoft I could go in like sit down at my laptop check some emails have a cup of tea like I know that's so cliched but I just found myself in this world of kind of that's fine. I swear, you can swear on this now. What, I've worked what, out how to figure that out. You okay, can swear on this. What, what do I do now? Um, so I did what I do best and outsourced. So I got some help into the house. Good for you, yeah. Because um, I think that we all try and do everything. And I knew that I was exhausted and I didn't really need, know what I was doing. And I yeah. needed a bit of help and a bit of support. And I just think that's really important, um, you know, when, when you feel like you need help to ask for it or to get it. So I got some help at home. It's, and a massive, then... it's a massive piece, actually. And I know this is not what we're talking about, yeah. but it is so vital that women ask for help when they need it because it's Completely. not a sign of failure. It's actually, I believe, a sign of bravery and a sign of strength to say, OK, this isn't working for me and I need some extra support here. There's nothing wrong with that. So good for you. Completely. So I got some help at home, which was amazing. In terms of the career, I'm just going to like track forward a bit. Um, I then went and... Because as much as it was lovely being at home, I always enjoyed working. And it was kind of... Defi- it didn't define me. Well, it did define me. But it was re- I had to redefine yes. what that now looked like. Yes. And I knew that I wanted work, but I didn't quite know what that looked like. So Did I, you know that you... At this point, did you know you didn't want what you had been doing? Like the... I don't know, the train journey and the grind and the being very committed to your job or... I mean... Yeah. I mean, I think I did want that. But yes. I didn't want to be in the office five days a week sitting there full time and missing out on being a mum okay so for me it was just all about what you talked about yeah and I think that's what lots of people want you want it all don't you you want to have the great career and and still be that person but still be able to be a mum oh my god yes and I just think that what I found was to just the the world just wasn't set up that way no um you know people are obsessed with the nine to five without even thinking about it every job is a full-time job like they don't think about what the job is they just think about you know it's full-time yeah um if you're part-time there's kind of a little bit of you know um crit- not criticism but i just think people frown well, upon like part-time yeah. I, yeah um and part-time well, it's doesn't not, I sound think part, the word part-time even as it comes up you just think it's like a nice little side thing exactly it's not a career exactly but that's not 
that's not a truth anymore. Exactly. Actually. Well, it, it's not, and it is. I think that I live in a world where... Well, thanks to you, Yeah, it's now it's changing. Yeah. I think I live in a world now where I like to call it agile, flexible, because it's not really about how many hours you're sitting in the office. Yeah. It's about what you produce and what you develop oh, and yeah. what you do for a company, what you do for yourself. So How lovely. Yeah. Wow, that's a much lovelier way to hold it and think of it. This actually is not part-time. It's just flexible. It's flexible. Works and I think it's... You. As long as you deliver what it is that you need to deliver and you're producing the results either for yourself or for the company, does it really matter if you're sitting at their desk... Uh, well, I, obviously I, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Um, but we have jumped ahead a bit because I'm still sort of wanting to know... So you're having this kind of identity crisis of sorts. You've got this lovely baby at home and you're not knowing what you want to do work-wise. You just know that your, your previous life isn't going to work in your current life. So what happened? So I went um, and got some part-time jobs. <laughs> part-time jobs. And no one can see what... She just did, like, the inverted, the inverted commas, commas with her fingers. Part-time jobs, brilliant. yes. So yes. I worked for a newspaper three days a week. Um, I, I just found... I mean, it was hard, but I found roles in that marketing, I could work. They were, but what I will say in marketing, because that was what I was doing, but what I will say is they were never at the level that I was in my career. They were okay. always a compromise. You downsized. I downsized. And there's so many women who I talk to, and yeah. there's obviously so many women in the group, who say, if I want to do part-time, generally that means part pay, lower pay, oh lower quality. Like, they're just, you know, they're not jobs that, that utilise the skills so, and experience yeah. people have got. So, so they have to demote themselves. They have to demote themselves. That's just criminal. Which is, yeah, which is the most criminal part of it all. And actually, companies also say, well, if you want to do part-time, I'm going to, you know, it's less pay or... But there's this double-edged sword because then you end up going, well, you're completely overqualified and not going to give you the job. And they're like, yeah, but I only want to work. I want this job because I need this job. So there's this whole yeah. cycle of it just not working. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a few years. And as I said, I was frustrated because I yeah. never was... I never earned the money that I wanted to earn. I was never satisfied in my career. And I just thought you there's something utilized. really wrong here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um... So in February a year ago, just feeling really, really kind of hacked off with kind of how things were going and just how I felt that the workplace just wasn't set up for women like me, um, I set up the Facebook group. So I set it up, really, I was a bit embarrassed when I set it up. When you say, sorry to interrupt, but when you say women like you, you're talking about mums that have a load of experience in their said industry and had a really colourful, incredible career pre-children. Exactly. There must be so many women. That... So there's thousands. So you will know when you go to... Well, the... we know there's 22,000. Yeah, there's 22,000 <laughs> already. But like when you talk to people, they'll say, oh, my God, the talent at the school gate is off the clock. Yeah. You get to the school gate and there's women there and you talk to them and they're like, yeah, I was a lawyer, I was a banker, yeah. I was in PR, I was in marketing, I was head of HR. You know, they're all fairly experienced because they're, they're all kind of now in their sort of... 30s yeah. and 40s and you say what are you doing now and they're like well n nothing like I'm not working because I'm bringing up my children um, and they now, miss those careers some of it is yeah well, and that's fine and that's if, if absolutely it's through choice fine. that's great but if it's due to a broken system that's not okay exactly so there's just identifying that yeah. there is a broken system and that whatever choice you make I mean lots and lots of women go back to work full time get a nanny, that's what yes. they want to do, that's yes. their choice. Yes. But there are also thousands of women who 
couldn't get back into work to do what they were doing because it didn't work with their family and their new life and their other commitments and that's where the system's broken so go on so february last year you're completely pissed off fed up and you sorry i interrupted you when you said you were a bit embarrassed about setting this yeah i was a bit embarrassed because like i was that person i was i kind of wanted to be that successful person that person that didn't admit that she wasn't quite sure what she was doing anymore but you identified with her as well completely but I did, but I so I, set, so I set up the group and thought, this is a bit embarrassing. People are going to think I failed. Right. Um, what are people going to think of me? Yeah. Um, I didn't really think anyone would join. I thought they'd think maybe a few of my friends might join just yeah. to, to support me. But I thought there must be people out there who are feeling like this. Um, and as it happens, there were lots of people. <laughs> so the group has grown massively. Um, after a few months, there were like... I don't know, 6,000, and there were 10,000, and then at my, after a year, there were 16,000, and a few months ago, the group hit 20,000, and it's just, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. Yeah. Um, so, completely evidence that yes. there's a problem and that yeah. people are identifying with this. Um, but the brilliant thing about the group is it's a mix of all people from all, you know, all sectors, all disciplines, all levels. There are work, there are mums who just want to work. Um, from home and just do some admin there are virtual assistants there are accountants in the top in the top four firms you know it's a real mix um plus there's corporates and there's businesses and so the group's actually really evolved as well as it being a community of and it's not just women i changed it from flexible working for mums like me to flexible working for people like me and what made you do that because the truth is it's not about mums and as much as i set up the group as a way to identify with other women like me. Well, you found the problem through motherhood. Yeah, I found my challenge. That was yeah. my challenge. Yeah. But as the group developed, I found that I was talking to more and more people who wanted flexibility for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. And actually, we were perpetuating the issue of it being about mums because oh, wow. it was always about mums. It was like, well, why should you have flexible working just because you're a mum? You know, I'm a dad. I want to spend time with my kids too. Or yeah. I've got... And did you learn that through your husband or through your friends or how did it No, I learned it through the group. Okay. Oh, wow. And through um, other social media and people that I was meeting. So there's a lot of pressure from people saying, well, I don't want to join your group. I want to be flexible, but I'm not a mum. Yeah. So I felt like I was actually alienating a whole... Which was not the point. Which was not the point. The point is it was an inclusivity. Yes. About and, and let's create let's create something out of this issue that's happening in the corporate world. And by being inclusive, um, you know, then as as a whole, we've got much more influence on how we change society and kind of the fabric of the workplace. Yeah, beautiful. And by it just being about mums, we weren't doing that. Right. We were like, we're isolating ourselves as an issue, and it's not that. There's a yes. fundamental problem yes. with the fabric of the workplace and how we manage that. And actually, I don't want to talk about mums anymore. I want to talk about everybody. Yep. Because do you know what? Joe blogs down the road. His mum's not well. She's elderly. And he yep. needs to go home at four yep. o'clock and take her to hospital yep. or whatever the reason. And actually, we are all people. And we might not want to spend nine till five, you know, eight till six sitting in an office. That doesn't mean we can't get our jobs done. Yeah. Um, and I, lo- think, I think that's got to work better for companies in a sense, especially for smaller companies. Say like my husband who runs his own events agency, he, surely for him to have someone who is flexible, that is just there to add value and do their job brilliantly, he doesn't need someone from nine o'clock in the morning to 5.30 at night, it's just not necessary, but he does need someone that's there who wants to be there and that they are then thriving and happy. Exactly, the whole crux of all of this is about trusting the people who you work with. 
And if you can trust the people that you work with, then you're going to massively reap the benefits because you trust them. So they want to do a good job for you. You're giving them this ability to sort of manage their life themselves and be a grown up. <laughs> so, and the one thing I've learned actually about getting older is that most people want to work. I used to think of work maybe when I was younger, ugh, you know, oh, I don't want to have to work. But actually, I will always want to work. Exactly. So if I'm in a job, okay, I work for myself, but let's say I'm in a company that I where I want to be, I'm always going to want to achieve and be accomplished and do something really great there. Because of course. I'm a, like you said, I'm a grown-up, and that's what people want now. And working is about being a grown-up, trusting the people who work for you, and you just talked before about the benefits for employers... And actually, there are huge benefits. I mean, I'm not going to get into kind of all the research now, yeah. whatever. But but I think the point is, I haven't, I, I can't throw statistics out there. But I will throw one out there. Only 11% of jobs are advertised as flexible. Wow. Um, wow. So the problem is that people don't know when to bring that up. Do I bring that up at an interview? When do I ask for it? Yeah. Should I ask for it? Yeah. That, there's that whole conversation yeah. around that because people are afraid to ask for what they want. So. You know, my big movement is all around, you know, have that conversation and trying to influence companies to start being more open-minded to that because if they are, people are generally more productive, they're more loyal, they retain people in their business for longer, they want to be there, they're not sitting there, like, watching the clock going, it's it's 5.30, I need to go now. Or, like, leave loudly, it's my (laughs) favourite. You know, like, What's that mean? Well, Leave loudly. I used to go to the loo with my handbag at five o'clock. Yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, I'm just announced. I would announce I'm going to the loo or whatever it was. Yeah. Because I didn't want anyone to think I was leaving. Oh my so, god. So and then I'd like sneak out. It's such toxic, <laughs> isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But this is what we've been conditioned to believe is correct. Completely. And it just isn't. And the, I mean, I've heard stories, Nicole, where people are miscarrying at their desks it's so horrific that people don't feel because people can't talk about real life stuff they can't talk about the fact they're pregnant because they're worried that their employer how how they're going to react what they're going to do and they'll be discriminated and they'll be discriminated against so stories like that are just like even now i think even now i mean there's a whole shift in there's definitely a shift in culture yes but but stories like that are just horrific where people feel that they cannot be that person that they are out of the office in the office but we are all one person like you can't separate that um so I just think that the movement I'm promoting and what I'm really pushing for is to just be your authentic self to talk about what it is that you want and need and have those conversations openly with your employer to create a mature and grown-up working relationship um and that's kind of what you know what this is all about and there's definitely a shift definitely a shift and that's so that's why i've been driving you mad to come on this um this podcast because we're so aligned we do completely different things but in this sense of just being who you are and making a life work for you is something that i'm completely and utterly aligned with and i just want to say off the bat that Thank you. Thank you for for standing up and being a voice and trying to fix something that's fundamentally very, very broken. Because I think it takes an enormous amount of bravery and courage and... um, Bravery and courage and just... uh, There's a fearlessness about you that that is so necessary. And look at the people who you're touching and moving. It's just amazing. You're you're creating a real shift. And I think that's all good, but I don't want to sort of gloss over the challenges that I've had personally 
and that it's really easy to sort of say you know I'm promoting flexible working I'm a big voice but we all have our own personal inhibitions and our challenges massively and and so it doesn't (laughs) exactly so it doesn't come easy so people might look at me and think oh you've got this big route you've got it sorted but we were talking before about what is work-life balance yes before we started talking well that's that but that yes and that's the topic here isn't it because ultimately I want people to walk away from listening to this thinking perhaps I can have some more work-life balance or perhaps I can make life work for me a bit better and I just think you're the perfect person to be able to give us a little bit of a push us in the right direction for that. Because I'll hold my hands up and say, my work-life balance isn't brilliant. And actually, since I've become a coach, I'm going to say it's got worse. I, so I would agree with you. So I'd love As to a say. hairdresser, my work-life balance was incredible. Well, that's because you were very defined. You probably yes. were like, well, I'm only working I'm so Monday, boundaries. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. These are the hours I'm working. Yeah. And if you don't fit into that, then... Yeah, I mean, like, literally, if you yeah. couldn't come in those times... Then I'm like, done. I'm right. done. Right. But why don't I have that, the courage because to do that now? I, it's different. What you do with coaching is real. It's your real person. It doesn't switch off at a certain time. You can't, no. be, you can't just switch off. And you're also... I don't, I don't know how passionate you were about hairdressing. I'm sure you were because you did it for years. But this is your thing. You've oh, found yes. what it is. You, that, and you can't switch that And off. you can't switch that off. How is your work-life balance? I would say... Considering you're promoting it for everybody. I know. And it's really <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. This is a really interesting topic, actually. Because I don't believe that anyone has an amazing work-life balance. I think that you've got different pillars in your life. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, your work, your family, and things pull on you and stress you and are yeah. more demanding at different yes. times in your life. My children are five and seven at the moment. They're hugely demanding. But yeah. as is what I'm doing, and because I love what I do so much and I work from home... I find that I can't switch off. Yeah. Because I'm just I'm in it. I yeah. want to be in it. And I want to be with my kids. It's very hard not to reply to that email at 5:30 when something's come in that's really exciting. You think, "Oh my god, I really want to Exactly. I really want to reply." It's very hard to say, "Right, no, my working day is finished." And my group doesn't switch off. So in the evenings, yes, people, people are posting, people active. are having conversations. You know, sometimes at one o'clock in the morning, I'm still replying to people are saying, "Can you post anonymously because you know, I know people on the group or I've got a challenging situation at work that I want advice on. Yeah. And when you know people are relying on you and they need you in that moment, you just can't switch off. It's just because I care. Yeah. So how is my yeah. work-life balance? My kids always laugh because they're like, mummy works flexibly working. <laughs> but, but they don't really think <laughs> I work always flexibly. On the they're like, mummy, can you get off your phone? Yeah. Mummy, you tell us to get off our screens. Why are you always staring at your phone? Like, my son wants to lock my phone away. It's an interesting dichotomy, isn't it? Is that, is that the word? Yeah, maybe. Word. I can't believe I just yeah. threw that out. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting... Yeah, I think it is. It is, isn't yeah. it? It's an interesting one, because here you are, and here I am in the same sense. We're both promoting how to be happier, how to live better, in very different ways, of course. And yet... And yet it's something you're really struggling with. Not to live happier and better, but your work-life balance is, is kind of on the line, isn't it? Absolutely. But I think that if you talk to anybody who works, yeah. or even anyone who doesn't work, they would say that they haven't got the right balance. Because I talk to a lot of people who don't work, and they're like, I don't have the right balance because it's all about the children, and I don't feel yeah. like I have enough of the other. Yeah. Then you talk to people who work, and they say, I don't get to spend enough time with my kids, or the balance isn't right. I don't, I don't know who has got... I'd love to meet someone who says, oh, I've just nailed it. I don't think you're going to meet many people who say they've nailed it. Me in a past life, I had nailed it. In your, with your, really? Yes, I swear to you. Up until about probably two years ago, when I really took this coaching thing forward, 
I, I had it completely nailed. I worked school hours. I worked from nine o'clock in the morning till three o'clock. I'd pick my kids up at 3.30. I was with my kids. I'm not saying I was sitting there painting pictures and cooking with them or anything <laughs> really? like that. Really? <laughs> but I wasn't working. And because of the, the, but that was the nature of what I did. Exactly. It ended there. I can't, you know, unless someone is sitting in my chair and I'm cutting their Correct. hair. Correct. So you're not working. That's a different, yes. Yeah, I that get was that. a different thing. Yes. It was a service that I yes. was providing. Yes. Um, in terms of my coaching, yes, I don't massively, I coach a couple of people in the evening, but I don't like to, don't love to. Um, but... There'll be the odd person that comes along and I just really want to coach them. If they can only do evenings, then I will. You'll do it. Because I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not even the physical coaching. It, it's the social media. It's the uh, it's the content building. It's the, you know, editing this podcast that I'll probably do later tonight. You know, those kinds of things. It's just the bits and pieces where it might not be generating income, but it's I'm still working. There's still time away from my family or time away from watching some crap on the TV it's just time away yeah but it's time away that you want to spend and I think that's the difference I don't begrudge it I yeah. love it alright but, but, but our children might, might. sometimes yeah. my husband might sometimes I agree with that so it is about finding that balance where it's not just about making you happy it's yes. about making the people around you feel like actually they're just as important oh, and my, that's where oh, yes. that's where sometimes I fail so you know I enjoy what I do I love what I do and it pulls me Yes. all the time and We're I love creating a massive change uh, yeah so how can I, that not pull you it pulls me and of course I love my children of course I love my husband but it's different that, it's just a different thing yes. and yes. so I just have to really pull myself back sometimes and say this isn't about you actually you need to give you to your children because they need because they need me right now yeah um, and not be chatting while I'm trying to sneakily check something on my email or check yeah. whether a post has, you know, gone yeah. out or not gone yes, out. So yes, yes, yes. So I think how, that's how a personal you... challenge uh, that I personal... still haven't nailed. Okay. I, do you know what? <laughs> I'm actually quite relieved. Because it's not that. just you. Because I know it's... I yeah. absolutely know that I'm old enough and ugly enough to know that if, I'm, if there's something that I'm struggling with, then most women in their 40s are struggling with it too, and I'm totally representative of what's going on for my generation. No doubt about that. Um, but how do we create it? How do we create a better work-life balance? Like the people that you're placing in work, like what is your? I guess you do a bit of coaching with them and a bit of advice and all of that. So like, what do you say to them? I think it's different for you and I in a sense because we are running our own businesses yes. and they're things that we're really passionate about. I'm not saying everyone else isn't, but when you work for somebody else. And you work yes. for an organisation. The pressure's slightly off, isn't it? Slightly off, but then again, you create that. Actually, I need to finish this. I get need yes. to get those emails yes. out later, and so on. But I think, what would I say to them? I think it's just about thinking about how you carve out those different areas of your life and yeah. how you give one to the other. Your old job, when you were hairdressing, I don't know if you're still doing it. It was very clear. It was a service, yeah. as you said. It's either, yeah. either somebody was sitting in the hairdressing chair or, and yeah. you cut their hair or not. Yeah. So that was very defined, yep. but most other jobs and roles are much greyer than that. Um, there, there's a lot. There's something about boundaries, though, isn't there? There's a massive. You have to implement the boundaries that that are important to you. And yes, I could have taken on people in the in the evening and done hair there. I could have worked twenty four hours a day, seven days a week when I was in my big throes of it. 
I chose not to. Yeah. I absolutely chose not to. And then you have to. to choose what's important to you. So yeah. what's more important to you? Is it more important to you because you could have earned a lot more money if you'd have worked longer hours? And, yeah, it's you know, prioritising. It's prioritising. Yes. So you just have to decide and prioritise where you want to spend your time and how. My advice to somebody would always be try your best as best you can yeah. to just decide on what you want your life to look like. Like, what do you want it to look like? What's important to you? Don't feel that, that if you don't... I love that. And that, that includes every area. It's every area. Yeah. It. And yeah. also, I talked about, you know, we talked at the beginning about me um, at the top of my career. And mm. just going, because we said we'd circle oh, back to that. Oh, good. I'm that, Bracka. Just so I think it's interesting, because... It is. The whole process of redefining what success looks like is so important. <gasps> and by redefining success, to me now, that's not about earning 200 grand a year having a company car, yeah. travelling the world, yeah. whatever those yeah. kind of measures are. Yeah. Redefining success is like, what actually makes you happy right now? What makes you happy? Make, what makes me happy is not earning millions of pounds. What makes me happy is doing something that I'm really excited and passionate about and having the ability to balance that as best I can with my family. So I think redefining you is a really really important part of growing into yourself as we get kind of older and life changes and not harping back to kind of that old you and starting to think about what you want this new look you to look like because yes. as we grow and evolve uh, yeah a new you it changes it changes and it changes all the time and i think actually it's so vital what you're pointing to because we just need to keep checking in with it exactly. especially what success looks like so years ago when you were at the top of your game at microsoft that's what was success looked like at that moment at that moment and now no do you consider yourself successful now i feel successful in my current life stage yeah so this is what i want to be doing right now yeah this is what makes me happy right now it wasn't a yes or a no though was it no no and maybe in five years that will change yeah but my kids are very, very little, and I do need to be around for them right now. I, that's what I feel. I feel oh, like that. Yes. That's what I want. I want to be around for them. The problem is, is that society don't measure success in um, spending time with your children. No, they're not. No, I think it's changing, right. but it's not changing quickly enough. Or society don't measure success in a in a in a father leaving work at three o'clock so he can go and pick them up on the school. Although night. it is changing. It's changing, but not quickly So enough. someone on my group posted this week, and I was just, I was a bit astonished at what her employer had said, but he said, she went in and asked for flexible working, and he said, no, the job hasn't changed, you have. <gasps> Which I think is such an interesting thing to say, and as horrific as I think it is, I could see from his point of view... Yeah what he was saying yeah. he was why like do I have to why do i have to change the role for you yeah. it's the role the role was the role the role either, hasn't changed you can do it or you can't right yeah i mean that, and that's like the worst version of how yeah. what you're up it's against not leadership it's not no. how leadership should and work, it's not it? about being empathetic and understanding your people and, and, and wanting to create a good relationship with your staff so they work well for you and making and, and having the ability to make change so that you mm. can bring these experienced people mm. back into your organization yeah. in a way that works for them and then on the flip side, I had another lady ask me the other day. She said, oh, I've got this amazing job. Um, it's really flexible. It's really local. I took it on because it was local and it was really flexible. But actually now they're moving their offices and they'll be, it's like an hour's commute. I'm really worried and I don't know whether to bring it up and I'm going to lose my job. Um, and so I, my advice to her was to have that conversation because if they value you, 
there's going to be a way they've already taken you in flexibly because they value it value you and and it's more than likely they're going to value your contribution so she had that conversation with her employer yeah. and they said we're going to make this work because oh, we think you're brilliant yay. and then and so they're that's the like the flip lights, side yeah. yeah so she was like I don't know what I was worried about yeah she had that conversation and they were it like... It depends who you're up against. Right, but I want, I want that shift to be happening everywhere. Yeah. I want employers to be saying, you've got loads of experience, we know you, and we want to be loyal to you. Yes. We know that you're going, yes. you've are going, you gone through a life change and we're going to make this work together. Yes. And one of the most frustrating arguments about flexible working is about opening up the floodgates and everybody will work it and not want it. And my answer to that is, let's open the floodgates. Yeah, what is wrong with thing. opening them? That's a open great them. Thing, yeah. Otherwise, what? Everyone's going to be just resentful. Or just like robots. And robots. Just fucking, excuse my French, fucking robots. Open the floodgates. Clocking in at nine and clocking out at five, like you said, picking up your bag and having to pretend that you're going to the loo and announcing it. Create an environment people want to work in. Yes. Open yes. the floodgates. Let people, be, let people be humans. Yes. Yes, let's not pretend. We're all human. So, so I get, you know, I get to see and I get to hear all these stories. And one of the biggest challenges is that, and I talk about women a lot because there's a lot of women in my group and I identify with women, but this lack of confidence, you know, we lose, not only do we lose our identity, yeah. but with that comes this enormous sense of like, who am I? And yeah. imposter syndrome and, you know, coming back into the workplace and can I really do what I was doing? Yeah. And, and, and that whole kind of, that whole redefining thing is is really challenging because people really lose their confidence the along the way. The truth is, I think, when a woman has a baby, she's so... And it's not, again, it's not just about women, but it's only because we were just talking about that. But I think when a woman becomes a mother, she is so much more resourceful than she was previously. Always. She suddenly knows a whole... She knows herself in a whole different way. There's skills that she has learned that she didn't know before. So therefore, when she comes back into the workplace, she's going to absolutely rock that. And she wants to be there because, let's be honest, sometimes it's easier to go to... You know, I'm a, I'm a controversial comment, but it's sometimes easier to go to work. It's sometimes a bit more peaceful and a bit more... It's just an easier day. So if she's going to go to work and get, you know, a train ride on her, by herself and to go to the loo by herself, I'll <laughs> never forget one of my very close friends who was thinking about going back to work after she'd had th- her three girls. And she said to me, and I said, you know, what are your reasons for wanting to go back? She goes, oh my God, let's, oh no, that was it. Her boss said to her, um, she'd got, sorry, I'll delete that out. But she'd gotten, she'd started work again and she'd yeah. been working there for about two months and she had three kids. And he pulled her into the office and he said, you're not the same as you were. Really? You know, you're not you're not as driven as you were. You're not as focused as you were. I mean, she's got three kids. Of course, she's not as like her mind yeah, is all yeah. over the place. And she said, I just looked at him and I thought, oh my god, of course I'm not as focused as I was. I'm only here, so I'm going to the loo by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's just honest, isn't it? Sometimes when I'm in the, when I'm in the shower or on the loo on my own, I feel like I'm at a spa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you, are you I'm allowed, loving life. Yeah, I mean, are you allowed to go to the loo by yourself? No, not generally. So no. when I am, yes. it's like, that, that's now become... Does your husband go to the loo by himself? Of course he does. I mean, what is that? I don't know. What is that? It's just being a mum yes. and all of the brilliance and, and I love it. But it's also like, just let me go to the loo on my own. I was in the middle, have a I was shower on work without call. looking at me. I was on a work call the other... Exactly. And then... <laughs> Questioning and all my body parts. <laughs> do you get that? Uh, yes. And my little What's that, one. Mummy? Yeah. Uh, Why are they so hangy? She asked me the other day. 
<laughs> Why are they so hangy? It's like, I can't even say on this what my children say to me in the shower. I'm just like... <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. I just want to finish off on a couple of quotes that I heard about success because you brought it into the space and I think it's a really it's a really important subject which maybe you'll come back on and we can talk about okay. in more depth um, by the way I, I do want to say that this is the second time we've done this podcast isn't it because then I rebranded everything and you were kind enough to come back yeah. she is a busy lady so I'm incredibly grateful um, so there's two um, quotes that I heard recently about success and one of them I haven't written down and the other one I took a snapshot of and it's Maya Angelou and she says success is liking yourself liking what you do and liking how you do it and I thought that was incredibly beautiful because there's no there's nothing in there that gives a figure of what you're earning uh, to tell success you how successful you for are. me is about contentment yeah it's just about if you feel truly content yes then I think you're just you know, you're winning life. Oh, I completely agree. Um, so I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, you can put any kind of metrics around it, but actually just being happy yeah. in what you're doing and how you're feeling yeah. is the best measure of success. Uh, isn't it? I and it's so. not a destination happiness. No, it's, it's a, a journey choice. and a choice. A choice. It's a journey and a choice. And it's sometimes a harder choice. And I think going back to what we were talking about, you get to, you do really get to choose how you design your life. And thanks to you... People are much more in control of that now because you're shaping how that can look for them. So what I hope is that I'm giving people confidence to think about what it is that they really want to be and how they're going to go after that and not just accept the way things are. Yeah. Um, because you can accept the way things are and not live your best life and yeah. be resentful yeah. and yeah. sad and yeah. drained. And angry. And angry. Yeah. Or you can take a step back and think, actually, I want change. I want to make changes. I want better for myself, and then start, you know, taking baby steps for how to find that. Thank you, Casey. That was amazing. <laughs> she just gave a look like, what did I just say? It was beautiful because it came from your heart. And actually, we all need to hear that, and we all need to take that on board every single solitary day because life is hard. Life is fucking chaotic. And sometimes we make it more manic than it needs to be. And don't put. And also, I say to people, just don't put the pressure on yourself because yeah. whatever you're doing is enough. Is enough. Yeah. It's the best that you can do. Yes. So let's all stop beating ourselves up. Oh, let's do about that. being crap mums yeah. and you know not giving enough at work and all the things that we're not. Because I spend a lot of time, as I know you do, because yeah. I hear you on your podcasts and and on your social media, but. We're always beating ourselves yeah, up. For what we're not. For what we're not. And we never, ever, the conversation, and this is the and conversation. And the conversation in our heads is, yes. I'm not enough, I'm yes. not doing enough. And the conversation needs to be changed. This is what I'm so adamant and passionate about, is that we need to start talking, even to ourselves and to one another, about all that we are. Oh, exactly. Thank On that you. note, thank, thank you, so you for having for me. <laughs> You have been listening to the Femaling Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this podcast and found value in it, please, please go and give it a share to all of your friends that you think would love it. And feel free to write a review because Apple Podcasts absolutely love that. And that means that I can keep bringing Femaling to you every single week. For more of my work, you can find me on all social media channels, Instagram at Nicole Goodman underscore coach, Facebook at Nicole Goodman Life Coach. Just type in at Nicole Goodman. You will find me somewhere. 
Thank you again for joining me today. This has been Femaling. And remember, it is the most exciting time to be a woman.